got the God. Nintendo Direct coming up November 12th. As soon as I hit record, you start talking over, man. I'm not going to oh, edit that out. My bad. My bad. Nah, like great way to start out. Episode 7 of the Scott and Paul show. There we go. Ah, good job, <laughs> Scott. Great way. This is the episode where we out. actually have girls listening to it. Scott starts off by blowing the, the good job. <laughs> Congratulations, Scott. Uh, well, we bad. just lost that audience. I didn't let's realize we were live. Oh, yeah. Well, let's see if we can get them back here. Yeah. Ah. Well, I don't think we can now. Well, what story do you want to talk about first? Oh, here we go. Star Wars. That's, there's nothing else to talk about. We could talk about Fallout, but Scott didn't get that, which is why I got the neckbeard here, because I just climbed out of vault. Yeah, I've been playing Diablo 3 again. Um, so I'll get, I'll get to that game when it gets cheaper. Um, what, Fallout? Yeah. Okay, well, there's... There's a lot of Star Wars news, I guess. But some of it's not really news, but Oh no, not manufactured really. news. A lot of well, there's no real news today. <laughs> I didn't fall out. But um Which one do we want to hit first? Let's just go ahead and go with this. Um Well, Scott, how do you feel about the uh, Princess Leia bikini being retired? Boo-hoo. I mean, it's just PC gone wild, like you said earlier when we were talking about it. Um, the character was meant to be degraded. So, I mean, there is some substance to the fact that the costume's degrading. Um it's certainly been marketed by Lucasfilm since then as um, something sexual. I mean, hell, it was even on Friends as Ross's big fantasy. And it's uh, many guys from the 80s probably have a fantasy like that involving the Slave Leia costume. So, um, I mean, yeah, I can, I can kind of see, but at the same time, there's a lot worse things going on in the world. Uh People go to the beach, the, the same kind of people that complain about this will go to the beach and wear practically nothing or walk down the street and wear practically nothing. The same guys that will complain about this will, you know, basically, uh, they're the kind of guy that probably stalks females or little white knights, things like that. I don't know. I just don't see where it's that big a deal. But Disney is like the big family-friendly company, so maybe a slave bikini isn't the best thing for to have a Disney store tag on. So... But I would I would say they're fearing the current culture of of uh, just attack and destroy anything that re is remotely misogynist. And the other thing is, is if you only look for misogyny, that's all you're ever going to see. So I can kind of understand, wrap my head around the slave layout incident, but it's not that big a deal. Well, I uh, see the. Uh... MakingStarWars.net had um, a quote from J. Scott Campbell on his Facebook when he was talking to some fans, and 
His quote was, Daisy Ridley won't have to fight against anything. Disney is already well on its way to wiping out the, quote, slave outfit for many future products, period. You will not see, and I guess even any, future merchandising featuring the slave outfit ever again. Trust me. He went on to say, I've heard it from two sources. We can't even draw Leia in a sexy pose at Marvel, let alone in that outfit. We also had a 3D slave Leia statue killed at a very at a major manufacturer because there will no longer be any slave Leia merchandise. Um, that's all on Lucas because they killed it. Like I was saying to some uh, people today, which we'll, we'll get to their quotes earlier, a little later on. If you have 10 Star Wars models coming out, and one of them is Princess Leia, I guarantee you it's going to be the Slave Leia figure. That is a problem, and that's yeah. all because of what Lucas has done. Somehow between 1983 and now, the model flipped from you having this strong warrior princess to this sexualized character. Yeah. That's all she is. That's your fault. Somehow Lucas dropped the ball. And now the character is, is being blamed for that. Would you agree? I would agree, yeah. Her, I mean, her her journey in Return of the Jedi was to was she was shown what she was willing to do to uh, rescue. Uh oh, I'm playing right into the narrative <laughs> <laughs> to, to rescue the man she loves. Well, I mean, but, the fact is, she let's let's look at what happened for a fact. When in the beginning of of Return of the Jedi, she went in undercover. And to a layer where the fact is she went in, in under the, the threat of death and she right. got caught. Mm -hmm. Okay, number one, that takes balls. Nobody else was willing to do that. Well, Luke did, but fact is that took a lot of guts. And then she got caught. What happened? She was a princess. She got stripped of her clothes and she was held captive. So she was degraded, stripped of all of her worldly possessions, and when she had the opportunity, she took what she was enslaved with in chains, she wrapped it around Jabba's throat, and she choked his fucking ass with it. Nobody else did that. So yeah. even as a slave, she was still the baddest woman in the fucking galaxy, and she looked damn good doing it. Yeah, she did. Out of three movies... She was in that outfit for like 10 minutes. That was it. She was never a fucking slave. She could have killed his ass the first chance she got. And she did. That's true, too. She laid there and took it basically because she was going to do the mission the way she wanted it done and take him out when she wanted to take him out at and, any point. Yeah. She just had the right moment. Both Luke and Han, Luke got his hand cut off. Han got frozen in carbonite. She's the only one who never got fucked up. She got shot one time. And that was it. Yeah. So she came out better than all of them. Yeah, it wasn't the um, violence pouring against women that 
I'm sure it'll be labeled as or has been labeled as. Um, and now that we Luke's probably going to turn into the dark side, and Han's going to get killed. So she's still probably going to end up better, both of them. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's the thing is is like like I'm saying when you're always looking for misogyny, that's all you're going to see. You got to understand that when they blame these writers, saying, "Well, you you make the woman the goal," and or the woman's after her child. There's millions of women that would die for their child. There's millions of men that would die for their child. You know, that's a narrative that is true to life, and it happens on a daily basis in this world. That's sad, but that's just the fact. There's people that step in front of cars or in front of, you know, terrorists or, uh, you know, cruise missiles from freaking American warships or something. You know what I mean? They will do whatever it takes to protect family because family is the most valuable thing to, to most people. And they always label it as, well, no, it's just he has ownership of the woman. I know that if someone came and took my wife, I wouldn't be upset that someone took my prize because that's not how I see her. I would be upset that this, a person that I love was taken and I would act accordingly. And I think a lot of times when writers think about that, if a lot of them are probably married or have a girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever, and they think, hey, what's the worst thing I can imagine? Someone taking my kids, hurting my kids or taking my lover or hurting my lover you know so sometimes okay maybe people write the women weak or whatever but i think a lot of times it's it's misplaced it's it's the person watching it and criticizing it is projecting their thoughts onto it rather than what the writer's thoughts were and, and i think that's how it comes out with leia but i think lucas later on thought hey hey sex sells so she looks sexy so that's like you said. I think even her Force Unleashed figure, wasn't it? Slave Leia? I think it was. Probably. Or whatever. The, not Force Unleashed. Uh, well, maybe it was Unleashed. Star Wars Unleashed or something like that, where they had the really fancy figures. So. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. It's marketed Slave Leia 99 out of 100 times. I, I, I agree with you with that. Anecdotally, that's the way it appears to me. Well, I mean. I one of the last articles I was reading, they were talking about the last. Well, was it in this one they were talking about? When there was um, Campbell was talking about, they had a statue. One of the last ones, it was Slave Leia. And there was another article I was reading, they were complaining about uh, a Slave Leia costume. I mean, it's all Slave Leia. When. Yeah. The, the, mar the merchandise, when it comes out, it should be 90% of all Princess Leia merchandise should be Princess Leia or Warrior Leia, whatever you want to call her. Yeah. Not Slave well, Leia. Blaster pistol, smoking fools. That's yeah. what she did. You know, I mean, look at the comic series. You know, she's covered from neck down in every issue, but she's strong. So, yeah, no matter what she's wearing, she's strong. And Carrie Fisher talking to Daisy Ridley and saying, you know, whatever you do, don't put on the slave bikini and all that. 10-4. But there's a reason that bikini is so memorable. <laughs> yeah. It's because she rocked it. I'm sorry if that's objectification. Uh, yeah, more so when I was a teenager, it was objectification. Now I just recognize she was built well. She's very pretty, very attractive. That's all there is to it. Yeah. So that's why people remember it 30 years later. Yeah. Kind of like the uh, 007 bikini and um, 
Barbarella and, you know, they were just very visually striking moments in those actors' careers. So let's get these uh, quotes from the, uh, we actually have females who I went to. Scott did not, Gus. Scott did not do his journalistic job. Thanks. I already know everything, man. <laughs> yeah. My political views is see, see, I'm always I right. The, I went to the people. Uh, God did not go to the people. I'm a man. I'm like the emperor. I'm, I'm going to tell you what the people need and what they should think. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so, A from uh, West Virginia. Both, both of these from West Virginia. So, I didn't go too far out of our district here. So, they can vote for us. Um, okay, she said, uh, well, like Carrie Fisher told Daisy Ridley to fight against the slave outfit. So in the sense that I have a tremendous respect for her, I'm kind of like, I'm okay with it. At the same time, Leia was a complete badass in that scene. She wasn't yeah. helpless. She killed Jabba and I never saw it as sexual or, or an exploitative thing. But completely erasing it from future comics or merchandising just seems wrong to me. It's such an iconic part of that movie. And I um, sent her a Carrie Fisher quote. That chain only enslaved me until I could use that fabulous thing to kill that drilling, swelling, super tongue slug and whirl him off into affinity. That's from her Twitter. And she uh, went on to say, see, I get that Jabba made her wear it to humiliate her, to make her submissive, but Leia was never that person. She was a badass, and she used her chains to kill him. Um, I never saw her as helpless in that outfit. I never thought she needed rescuing her. Never, She never needed rescuing. She always stood on her own. She was never a damsel in distress. Um, let's see, I don't understand their decision. Leia shouldn't be reduced to one outfit when she was so much more in the movies, but I don't think it should be phased out of marketing or the comics. No, don't pretend it didn't happen. No, it's iconic. I don't think abandoning the slave Leia attire is going to bring any more girls into the Star Wars fandom. No. Uh, you know, Java humiliated everybody. Yeah, and even yeah. if they did find that outfit problematic, it's such a small part, and she completely negates anything that outfit symbolized by killing Java. Yeah. And R from West Virginia said that. I think it's insane to ban the outfits. Kids see worse clothing choices in the Britney Spears video. Why now? It's an iconic image you see along with this one. She sent the uh, Carrie Fisher image with the uh, blaster and the Princess Leia buns and all that. And uh, she said that she was a dancing you're a slave for God's sake. They don't wear turtlenecks. So, and she said that that outfit wouldn't turn me. Oh, um, I told her that. So, if you, so only, let's see, 
So if you so only strong, fully clothed women, you'll get them and keep them, I guess, is what Disney is trying to imply. Yeah. With the PC things. She said that outfit wouldn't turn me off as a girl. It makes me want to find one except those call awful boots. Yeah, the boots suck. Yeah. A woman can be strong, half clothed, or fully clothed. It depends on the storyline. I don't buy it. Leia is always a warrior. Take no shit, girl. And just because she wore that outfit doesn't make her less of a warrior. So it seems like the women, at least in that small little circle, that's don't a, that's have a, a, don't have a, don't have a problem with with it. It seems like Disney Marvel has it's not Marvel, it's fucking Disney. Disney has the problem with it. So I just they just might want to be avoiding controversy because I mean movies and literature and art which is an expression of an individual you know what i mean it comes under huge big attack you know it's it's a, it's a heavy just blitzkrieg of bullshit on i mean there is that there is some merit to it but it's so overblown that there's this ingrained hate or dislike of women and some of it you know there's some patriarchy i guess where people like in the 50s you know they had like little the little magazines or not the magazines the textbooks that showed you know when your husband gets home make sure you have a blanket warm for him you know what i mean yeah but mm. some of that probably bleeds over there's no doubt that it does but i really don't think it's anywhere close to the majority i think it's the vast minority and the other thing to think about is maybe some people are just shit writers and it's not really an attitude towards women they're just terrible writers that that's the big part of it. And they go, they go to these tropes, you know, and these stereotypes, but they don't know anything else because they're wrapped up in their own little worlds. So, but I think Leia shatters that stereotype. It's just the fact but that Leia does shatter that stereotype. Yeah. But then when you put her in that bikini outfit and that's all you put her in, you go right back to that misogynistic bullshit. Yeah. You're, you're forgetting what makes Leia Leia. And that was, you know, like they said, she was a badass. She was take charge. She didn't screw around. She she was a princess that had to be rescued. And then when she as soon as she could get her hands on a gun, she took over. All right, you rescuers, you're my bitches now. We're gonna do it my way. Yeah. You know. So yeah. yeah. And her she hated that diplomatic bullshit. Her her she was more comfortable the way she dressed on indoor or on Hoth, yeah, that white dress and, and the bun rolls. She hated that shit. Yeah, yeah. So, <sighs> well, so that's that. Yeah, let's move on from that. Yeah, it's it's Disney is going to do what Disney is going to do, which is normally the wrong thing. They're going to yeah. play it safe. In a way, I agree with their decision. Yeah, but look at the Black Widow marketing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's she a human body can't even twist the way she does on the posters and stuff. You know, and it's always that butt sticking up in the air. Everything. It's all spread out and legs apart and ass straight up and cocked over. She's fully clothed, Scott. She's not but she's fully clothed, yeah, in like freaking basically yoga pants. I mean, but it the center of the poster, you know, the males are all standing there facing the freaking, um, the fourth wall 
you know, looking all buff and shit. And there she is with like two pistols all like cocked around. That's how she always. That's how she's got. And then they want to. That's what her character is, though. She'll sneak in, she'll have sex with you, then she'll kill you. Yeah, but she she's doesn't like, have to do that once she's on the battlefield and there's a thousand Chitauri warriors fighting them. She don't have to like throw her ass out there. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's 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 um it's hypocritical, you know. Well, just like um, Joss Whedon cracking on Jurassic World, saying it was seventies era sexist because she wore high heels and liked the guy. But the, but, the, but he wrote fucking Avengers. Yeah, but he wrote Avengers. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and if he keeps on with the Hawkeye storyline, we're going to go to that trope of the mother and the children are going to get wiped out. You know what I mean? So, because it is off Ultimates. Um, well, he doesn't have to worry about that now. Yeah, so. And, well, yeah. and the Russo brothers are doing it, so they will kill their asses. So Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's a lot of BS like that. So, But just cut back on a Slave Leia shit. Don't yeah, ignore don't, it. Don't make it 90% of the merchandise. Yeah. Put like one or two products out a year. Don't completely ignore it like WWE does with Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I mean, release like yeah, a love doll and... <laughs> yeah. So. Okay, the International Star Wars trailer. It was awesome. So. Yes, it was very good. Lots. I'm the. I cannot wait to sit down in the theater and see what the effects look like in the theater. My primary concern is the story is good, but I can't help but just look at the effects and be like, "Man, they make everything else just look sick." And that's usually on my little phone. Uh, I've watched them on my TV once. I've seen the trailer on my television once, and going practical for the most of that stuff. That was a good idea. I mean, it just it looks awesome. Everything looks like it has weight. Like when those laser bolts hit that freaking TIE fighter. It's like you can almost feel it. And that's across a freaking cell phone. So, yeah, I can't wait. But that international trailer had a lot more of the eye candy in it. So, lots of... It did. But, in a way, I can, I can kind of see the visual story impact of going all digital. CGI with the, the um, prequels. Because it is a, a different era. Cause, yeah. Because when, when you think about it, when you're talking about that era of Star Wars, like it was a, a completely different era. It's like a mythological era. Mm -hmm. so everything seems different, like a story. doesn't even seem real. Right. And then, so it would seem... Imperial quality to it. Yeah, it would seem mythical, fake. doesn't even seem real. It seems like a, you know, so... Yeah. That makes sense to me. So it does it make sense, but maybe the technology wasn't advanced enough because I don't know. The TIE Fighters in the New Hope look composited better than the CGI in Phantom Menace. Um, the biggest thing with CGI, I think that they should have, looking back, is they should have used it where they needed it, not for every freaking thing on screen. I well, mean, the thing is now. Since it was all shot digitally, you can always go back and redo it. Yeah. And you will pay for it again. Well, George Lucas isn't in charge anymore, so maybe that won't happen. Nah, <laughs> it will. It's Disney. And how would you like the new poster, Scott? I love it. 
I've liked all the posters so far. Um, but the newest one, I don't know. I, I cannot wait to see this movie. I hope. I don't even know what to say about Finn. Or not Finn, but um, Ray, Daisy Ridley's character. It's like it just, that poster seems to make me think. Or no, I'm sorry, I'm going back to the other poster. Han, the Han Solo poster. The new awesome. posters. The Han poster, yeah. They're, they're all really good. I mean, they're interesting. And, you know, I don't know, was Han's poster playing on the whole dynamic of light and dark? You know what I mean? Can you, are you hiding his true face? Huh? Who knows what kind of twist we're going to get? Well, you got to think, like, um, remember when, like, Anakin was being retarded and decided he was going to join the dark side? And, like, they cast half his face. You couldn't even see it because of the dark, and the other half was light. You know, I don't know. It kind of, to me, when I saw Han with the blaster covering his face, that, that made me think of that. So, maybe he's the twist. How the hell is old man Han going to turn to the dark side? No, 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 no. Maybe, maybe he's a traitor. So, or maybe someone just thought it'd be really cool to have him peering around their blaster. And I'm looking too much into it. I think you are. You're <laughs> trying to find where Jar Jar's fitting into this. Maybe Han is Jar Jar. <laughs> <laughs> he's been Jar Jar all along. He's had some sort of like holographic. And then again, oh. no, no Luke in any posters. So awesome. I mean, the, this, is, uh, in, but. this is this uh, is J.J. Abrams marketing here, and also no, no, no Princess Leia in, in any slave girl outfits. So I would like to hear J.J. Abrams talk about the uh, Jar Jar Banks story for the last week. That's got to be in our news for this week. That's like the biggest news to hit Star Wars since Star Wars. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah. Since, since Vader said, I am your father. No, I am your father. Yeah. It's the biggest news in Star Wars ever. Yeah. He, uh, for those listening in, just real quick, Jar Jar, if you watch the prequel, um, Phantom Menace, it appears that there's scenes where he may be using the Force and he has the agility of a Jedi and maybe he's using mind tricks and... Um, there's just little subtle hints, if it's true to what the uh, guy come up the theory was saying, and uh, and then you know it, it really fit and made sense as far as watching the films goes. But then Ahmed Best, who played Jar Jar, he was the motion capture actor, and I think he was the voice too, wasn't he? Yes. Okay, he put on Twitter something along, just paraphrasing that it's nice to see, even you know, even if it took all these years, they finally figured out the original idea or something along those lines. So either he's fucking with us or he's strongly hinting that that originally was what they were going to do with Jar Jar was that he was going to end up being some sort of a bad guy who may have been the true Phantom Menace because we never saw who the real Phantom Menace was, at least not from the perspective of the audience, because we all know that Palpatine's the bad guy right off jump street. You know, the majority of, the older people who went and watched that new, it's the freaking emperor. So, let's just go ahead and get all of this together. Uh, this actually happened 19 days ago, but a statue of Lenin in Odessa, Ukraine, was scheduled for decommunication. The and they're gonna get rid. They're gonna, of they're gonna break that shit. That's what you're trying to say. Yeah. The 
Well, you can't have communist shit <laughs> in the Ukraine anymore. By uh, President Petro Poroshkuska? Poroshkuski? Yeah, that's probably it. Poroshkuskina. Poros no. I'm going to try and help you here. <laughs> Poroshkuski. Porno. <laughs> Petro Porno. How the hell you, how you say his name? Poroshkisko. Decommunized by order of President Petro Poroshenko. Poroshkisko. There you go. That's, that sounds exactly like what I said. Petro Poroshkisko. Yeah. Petro Poroshkisko. It's a pretty good poster. Or shit, not poster, but statue. Has found a new life as a monument as a Star Wars Darth Vader. So, uh, the best part is he, uh, the helmet is a free Wi-Fi spot. <laughs> that is awesome. Freedom. <coughs> so, um, you take one communist asshole and, and replace him with um, another. But technically, uh, Vader was not a, um, he was not a communist. He brought balance to the force. Uh, he was a totalitarian kind of guy. Yeah. Even when he was a Jedi and on the light side, and he told Amidala, he said, hey, somebody should make them. You know, I'm just teasing with you, but there was a lot of truth there behind what he said. Yeah, yeah. Damn. But, um. It was pretty cool. So this um look up uh still web search for our Lennon statue turned into Vader. It's it's real. Someone did take a statue of Lennon. It's bronze statue. And they uh they turned it into a statue of Vader. They did a really kick ass job. This guy is what's his name? Um Alexander Milvo, Milov or something like that. Milvo. Yeah, uh, he's done work before. He's um, does a lot of Burning Man stuff. But uh, yeah, it's actually a pretty sweet looking thing. And let's just go ahead and do more Star Wars shit. Get this over with. Um. Star Wars Battlefront gameplay footage includes Han Solo, Leia, she's not in the slave girl outfit, Boba Fett, and Emperor Palpatine. It's I will say, skin, probably, huh? It's probably like a downloadable skin, a microtransaction. Yeah, for ten dollar you can have Slave Leia. And anytime you want to play as Leia, you gotta pay an extra twenty cents. Um, it does look good, and Leia is beautiful. So look at, so is Boba. Um, yeah, the models are unreal. Han looks really good. So, um, damn, it looks good. But I'm not paying for it. <laughs> so, because I mean, it's that online only. It does have um, split screen, though. So, that is something that is very interesting to Scott. Yes, damn it. So, um, it does come out November 17th. Um, Ooh. Yeah, I'm like lost. I'm just mesmerized by the footage here. 
It is beautiful as hell. I just know their TIE fighter looks like it's controlling a whole hell of a lot better than it did in the beta. So I'm calling bullshit on that. It does look vastly improved. Either that or they can fly a hell of a lot better than we can. Ah, those controls are just way too jerky. Yeah, Princess Leia is spot on. She is, is amazing looking, isn't she? Yeah, she should be like sweaty. Well, she's, well, she's all cool now. She's wearing her Hoth outfit on Tatooine. I'm just saying. Yeah. Her hair should be like falling down around her shoulders. But, uh, gently. Yeah. Look at uh, Han at four minutes in. Yeah. Um, ah, next Tuesday, I can't wait, man. This is, like I said, it's the most excited I've been for a Star Wars game in years. I think like when Star Wars Galaxies was getting ready to come out was the last time I was like super excited about a Star Wars game. Battlefront three would be awesome if it actually came out. But um too bad we're not getting that one. Um it does look good. Not good enough for me to pick up since I just bought Fallout Four. But um again like I've I've said on the show before, if more than if it had a single player campaign, I might pick it up. Yeah, if it wasn't for the fact that I'm in the gamers club unlocked and can get it for forty eight bucks rather than freaking sixty, I would. I don't know. It's Star Wars. It's hard for me to turn that stuff down. I rarely pay sixty a full sixty dollars for a game. So, but I, I'd have to make a exception here but yeah the lack of a single player campaign is a freaking joke i mean it's if there was a black friday deal i might think about it but or even if it was like the battlefront 2 the campaign it had hell they just spliced some movies together and gave you some narrative for the um the same missions you play everything in but there was there was there felt like a sense of single player accomplishment there so, it wasn't that bad. No. But uh, then if they did that again, people just say it was tacked on and whatever, which is true. It felt tacked on in the original game, but it was still fun. Ah, oh, the Emperor just electrocuting people. Lays blew his brains out. <laughs> yeah. Now Luke and... Uh, I'm calling... Yeah, I'm, what I'm watching the video later is running through smoking hero after hero. Oh, it's the heroes versus villains mode. Is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Now I was about to say I was like, this is scripted, but now I'm seeing. Yeah. So it's probably still scripted. Yeah, Han looks great. Just the animations, like Han's like running by and he shoots a stormtrooper like point blank in the head, and the stormtrooper just. It's his head snaps back and his lower body kind of still keeps going forward with momentum. I mean, the animations are just top notch, which is surprising considering you're going to have what is it, 64 people? Is that what plays? Is it 32 on 32? Yeah, I mean, it's surprising there's that much animation to the characters. So I think it's 24, but you got bots in there. Yeah. <laughs> and walkers and. 
you know, there's space battles going on above your head. There's starfighters shooting it out. Their AI starfighters are there for background and just to look cool, but they're still there. Still takes all there's there's still models, there's still polygons, so textures and all that. It's just I'd love to see what this game looks like on a high end PC. I'm getting a nine eighty NVIDIA, but I don't know how high I can they can top it off. But yeah. See what I'm noticing about like the way the cursor's moving when this when they're showing the uh, flying is it's not jerking at all. It looks smooth. They're not over Maybe they adjusted their controls somehow, like their sensitivity. I don't know. But it still seems like it's it's turning quick, banking left and right, like really fast. So I don't know. It's just all my friends that tried the beta, they said the same thing about the flight. It was just way too jerky. Yeah, I hated the flight. And the targeting was terrible on those. I want the laser to shoot where I point. It's just it never seems like it's shooting in the same place no matter where you put the cursor. That's a big letdown. That is a big letdown. Yeah. So, Million Falcon looks good though. Oh yeah, the Walkers are just unreal, man. I'll tell you, the ATSTs look fantastic and move extremely well. This is one of the best looking games I've I've played in a long time. Long time. Yeah, it's definitely the best looking console game I think I've ever played. Definitely, definitely looks good. Now it's gonna have some bullshit DLC and season pass, but whatever. Yeah, I won't buy that shit. Well, let's just go ahead and go to the game since we're already here. Uh, well, if you like butts, you can't see a butt slap anymore. Street Fighter Five because it's been censored. No more visible butt slap in Street Fighter V because Capcom edited that shit out. Oh, no. Americans can't handle that. No. And you also can't have a, um, a, a leg split double team maneuver. Yeah, but I wonder what all of her other animations look like. I bet my ass that she kicks high. She does a foot sweep. I'll guarantee you, you're going to see butt cheek. I mean, look at how the character's designed. She is definitely hypersexualized. She always has been. But yeah, well, um, Capcom has removed our Minka. Is that how you pronounce her name? I think it's Minka. Minka is slapping of her ass from her critical art. But um, and Nishuka, is that her partner's name? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. There was a Kami Crotch Zoom also. Did you know that? No. I didn't know that till just now. And, uh, but they will, will not split their legs apart. Instead, they will do the exact same move, but it's just in a different way now. Uh, however, they're not changing her um, her costume. So when she smacks her ass, now they just move the camera up. So um, guaranteed that... Um, uh, it will be modded for P- it, it will be modded for PC. So if you still want that, you can just get on PC. 
And I'm sure there'll be a Leia Slave Girl outfit for PC too. Microtransactions. I'm watching the Cami Crotch Zoom and it's. Has that been censored or is that still in the game? Are we going to lose what females we have now or are they still in the game? The Cami Crotch Zoom is, is taken out, but um, it looks really jacked up. Like if you pause it when she's all squatted down, looks like the model's not even working right. Or either that or her cookies hanging out, one or the other. <laughs> I'm not sure what the hell's going on there, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what they were doing. It's Capcom. Yep. It's not, I mean, shoot, even like, remember Super Nintendo, or not Super Nintendo, but Super Street Fighter 2? You know, when Cammy Winch turn around and show your ass, just like, um, just like Black Widow. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ed Boone had a little tease in a uh, tweet he put out. He said that basically once upon a time they were planning on doing a Mortal Kombat HD, and it was canceled. And and he put out a a picture of it. It looks good, but it's really just high-res Mortal Kombat 3 images. I don't even think it looks good, honestly. I mean, it's high-res, but I mean, it don't, It looks photoshopped is what it looks. So. I mean, Scott, this is like 1997. What the hell do you expect? I mean, that's what I'm saying. So I just didn't... Yeah. It's it just not doesn't be 1080 attractive to me. What's well, not even like a, it's not even from a pixel file kind of thing. It just it's a copy paste. That's all it is. That's not T ninety seven shit. That's what I'm saying. They copy paste. They're gonna slap a freaking like twenty dollar sticker on it, but they got canceled. So well, what do you expect? It's nineteen ninety seven. I mean, what the hell? I'm not, I'm not complaining about the resolution. It just doesn't look composited well. Well, they never finished the game. What else do they keep working I'll on? I'll give it? you that. I'll give you that. And Sonya looks ridiculous. So does Liu Kang, really. It's all ridiculous. It's fucking Mortal Kombat. I love yeah. it. <laughs> you have um, 104 titles for the Xbox One backward compatibility list was announced. Um, we are not going to go through it. Because we are not that desperate. Um, anything good on there, Scott? I'm uh, looking right now. NBA Jam on Fire Edition. Mm, let's see. We got Mass Effect. Oh, good. Missile Command. Perfect. It's a Blood Rain arcade game. I didn't know that. Sonic CD. Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic Hedgehog 2 and yeah, 3. Criminal Origins was good back in the day. Crazy Taxi. A lot of the arcade games. So am I going to be able to download them to my Xbox One? I the think, without having I to think it's just compatible. Just compatible. Okay. Doom, Doom 2. There you go. Earthworm Gem HD. Hot damn. <laughs> Gears of War 
one, two, three, and Judgment. I haven't played Judgment, but one, two, and three are really good. I haven't played Halo Spartan Assault. Minko, Elements of Power. Mostly this is all arcade game shit. Ikaruga. That is an awesome shooter. Oh my god. You'd hate it. It's bullet hell. And you gotta flip the um like light and dark. Like your weapons only work against other sides. You have to flip it. It's fucking hard as fuck. I haven't played it in years. Uh Kameo Elements of Power, that was a really good game. This is all arcade. Dirt, Dirt 3. Most of it's arcade games. Metal Slug, which, I mean, I've already got that on, like, um, Wii. I had that Metal Slug anthology. Uh, Remember when that came with your Xbox 360? Yeah. Plants vs. Zombies, but that's, that's on everything. Now, kids, back in the day, when you used to buy a system... He used to have a game that was actually packed into the system. And then at one time, it actually came pre-installed on your hard drive. Now, you actually have to download it. And then some people, like Scott, they get <laughs> charged like $80 by their cable company for yeah. downloading games. I, yeah. Borderlands. Uh, Lego, the Star Wars, the Complete Saga. Lego games are good. Yeah, pretty much. There's like six or seven decent or good uh, South Park Stick of Truth, which already has an Xbox One release. I guess we already have the game on Xbox 360. There's no point. Three, two, Dirt, Fable, Tooth. Um, it's a really good showing of the arcade games. Disc-wise, not that really big a deal. South Park Stick of Truth. So it's mostly all your Xbox One games that are, are coming over right now. You can go to the Xbox Feedback website and vote on the existing nominations or submit your own. Yeah, this is going to be like a backward compatibility on 360. They'll support it for a few months and then say to hell with it. Maybe uh, a few hundred titles by the time it's all said and done. That'll be it. Well, the good news is the majority of the stuff you bought on your arcade, Xbox Arcade, at least a good number of that is on there. Prince of Persia, that's the original one? Yes. Yeah, I played the demo for it. It was pretty neat. Um, I played it way back in the day, too, but um, I just downloaded that demo and tried it. Yeah. So, Castle Crashers is good. That's another arcade game. Uh, not that impressive, but no. But I mean, it's a start. If they support a big percentage of the games that came out for it, it's gonna be pretty awesome. I mean, I've got like sixty games, so <clears throat> of course I only play like maybe four of them. But it, it's all based on who really wants to. It, it's up to the publishers, and then it's up to the publishers whether or not they want to do a HD remake of their games. They think they can make money off the HD remakes. They're not going to do the Xbox backward compatibility. I'm so. just curious to see if Aliens Colonial Marines makes it the Xbox One. <laughs> I don't think so. they. I will. just want to see. I just want to see that game back in the news one more time. <laughs> that is a game that got a lot of press, and it was not a good thing. PlayStation VR trailer came out, and. Um, 
Well, they did not show the cable that hooks up to your PlayStation uh, 4, but um, they re-emphasized once again that it will be out at the first half of 2016, so let's go ahead and say June or July 2016. Techno music here. Watching the VR. So, um... It features a 5.7 OLED display. That's actually pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, 1080p resolution, 120 hertz refresh rate, super low latency under 18 milliseconds, approximately 100 degrees field of view, accelerometer and gyroscope, position tracking with nine LED 360 degree head tracking, 3D audio with stereo mini jack and mic input, HDMI and USB interface. And the PlayStation VR is social. Gameplay is output to both the VR headset and TV. Um, so it's like a higher resolution gamepad that <laughs> you strapped to your face? Yeah. With all those gizmos in it? So um, it w will cost around 400 to $500. So, yeah, I won't be buying that until I see like at least 10 good games. Like, like, um, Dino Crashers, <laughs> <laughs> um, like Slave Leia, um, Oil Boy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that could be pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, if that's all they need to have come out, then I guess I'll have to buy it. There's well, it'd be microtransactions, though. Yeah, it'll crash, especially if it's online only. And because well, it'll, it'll be like a million people trying to connect at once. It'll, it'd be all done by microtransactions, so you got to pay yeah, for it. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll be blowing people in alleys. Trying to afford my slave finish. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. And that's that's why that's when the divorce comes in. <laughs> yeah. I don't need you anymore. Yeah. 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 So why did you divorce Scott? He was blowing just... people in the alleys. What? Why? Slave Leia. I don't understand. I mean this is, it's got to have the right games. They can't approach it like they did Connect, and or like the Wii approached, or like a lot of third-party developers approached Wii games. And same with Connect. It was just wasted. I mean, it was technology. There was some good stuff, but there wasn't enough good stuff. And people were like, "Oh, people just spending money on motion gaming, so we're going to do that." And the same thing's going to happen with VR gaming. They're just going to, you know, but it's. If there was a game that ever needed this, I hate the two to torn again, but like Alien Isolation or um, Outlast or any one of those games, a Resident Evil game, you know, with the head I tracking and stuff. would be awesome for it. Yes, absolutely. Um, Last of Us, you know, in first person, I don't know. Yeah. Dying it, Light, things like Dying that. Dying Light, yeah. yeah. Um, the new Jason Voorhees game. <laughs> Those are the kind of games. I mean, I guess like you could have some games. They're wasting their time. I mean, they're wasting their time fighting games. I mean, that, that ship has sailed. I think they tried that with Connect, and it was a joke. Well, I know um, WWE is actually working on a game too, a VR type experience. So, 
Yeah, but is it a VR type experience or is it a game? You I know? think some type of game. I, I looked it up, but um, do you get to be Hulk Hogan standing in the Silver Dome? You know what I mean? Is yeah. that is that all it's going to be, or are you going to actually have some sort of? Well, I don't talking, know. I'll talk, keep talking about Slave Leia. The experience, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, slave player, but um, first person shooters clearly with head it's tracking duty would be, yeah, with head tracking. I mean, that's that's gonna be neat. Um, one thing that I think it kind of I, I hate to say, any, I hate to bring the gamepad into it, but you have that point and shoot with a gamepad, you're not gonna have that. Unless they come out with some sort of peripheral for the um, Sony VR, you know what I mean. You don't have your controller. I guess you have your six axis, but if you pull the the control up, will it aim where you're pointing your hands on your your head tracking? See, because I know like the Nintendo Land had that Metroid Blast game, and that man, that was freaking epic being able to aim like that. You know, just okay, like yeah. I have a turret or a real gun in my hand. Something like that would be awesome. And really, Nintendo's stupid for not having something like that. But hopefully they get something like that on Sony VR. It was virtual reality content that they were talking about. It's already debuted. It was on the Samsung Milk thing. But um, I remember Nintendo was wanting to debut their... Um, what was it? The project... Um, they They were wanting to do... VR a while ago. Yeah, they got red or something like that. I forgot what it was. Wasn't that what we was originally supposed to be or something like that? I don't know about that. I don't, I'm not sure, but the yeah, resolution a, was supposed to be that originally. They had a um, they had a VR story that was last year or early this year, and like basically technology wasn't where they wanted it to be, which is kind of funny because. They're not hardly ever on the cutting edge of technology. Oh, and now they got those industry-leading chips. Yeah. They put NFC on their gamepad. All the world, dude. Come on. Yeah. They have Skynet running the NX. That's what I hear. Well, that's what Genesis is. So, yeah. I I think they resurrected blast processing. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, But Maybe we're actually going to get a Dreamcast, too. That's what NX really is. We yeah, already had Dreamcast too. Yeah, it's called the Wii U. <laughs> a system that had some pretty good games that just didn't sell. Well, let's go ahead and talk about this, since you were really excited about it. Since I don't, yeah, okay, this makes sense. We'll go ahead and tie into this. This was November sixth, so. Uh, a little bit old. This comes from PlayStation Lifestyle. Today, Activision Blizzard announced the creation of Activision Blizzard Studios, a new division that will focus on television and movies. On the movie side of things, they announced a, quote, robust cinematic universe based on the Call of Duty franchise. Well, we've got three of those movies already. Which will span multiple films and possibly TV. They're called Expect Rambo. First release in either 2018 or 2019. On TV, Activism Blizzard Studios is creating Skylanders Academy, an anime TV show based on the Skylanders franchise. 
Expect to debut in the second quarter of 2016. It is being created by Eric Rogers of Futurama and includes a variety of well-known actors. Justin Long as Spyro. Ashley Tisdale as Stealth Elf. Just, uh, Jonathan Banks at, uh, from Breaking Bad, better to call Saul, as either up to her. Norm MacDonald uh, as um, Gloom Shanks, Harlan Williams, and Richard Horvitz. And, I said they have Tree Rex in it. Um, Skyliner's games are fun, man. It's so overlooked, especially when they added the jump button. Um but yeah, I mean they. Well, how how sad is that? You had to use that, add that in there, especially when they oh, added in the jump button. Been in there, yeah. You ain't a kidding because I played the first two, and I'm like, these games are fun, but they really need a jump button. And then they added a jump button. So, too bad you didn't get that guy from Nintendo, the CEO, who wanted to add in the microtransaction for. Oh, just imagine <laughs> Mario could jump higher. Just we, we, 99 cents. Yeah. It's like almost verbatim what that dipshit said. So, um, but yeah, as far as like story and, and like the characters and everything, it's, it's actually pretty rich and funny. And, uh, you know, there's your always has like your pop culture references and things like that. But I don't know. I said, you know, I sit and watch the kids or I play with the kids and it's just like watching a really good Saturday morning cartoon. That's what it boils down to. So, Skylanders TV show. My kids, I told them about the potential for a TV show, and they were they were cheering and jumping up and down. So, I think it'll be a big hit considering how big the toys are. Well, they're probably going to need something because sales have dwindled, I believe, or at least decreased on the last couple of releases. Franchise in history. Yeah, but it's starting to peter out. I think it's expensive. Well, so, maybe the TV show will help it, right? Yeah, we'll boost it. I'm Why? sure. Well, you got some good, pretty big name actors, though. I think Skylanders is going to be kind of, maybe not the level of Pokemon, but I think it's going to be kind of like Pokemon. I think it's going to be kind of an evergreen kind of thing. It's going to last a while. It'll be big in America, and I don't think it's going to be big overseas. No, 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 no. I meant the whole, all of it, the game, the show. Mm. I think it's going to be a hit. I think. I don't not as big as Pokemon, but something that's going to no, be around. I see this more as an American thing. Yeah, I mean, we'll probably still be seeing Skylander stuff five years from now. How I big is Skylanders so. overseas? You know, I don't know. I wonder what their worldwide sales are. I don't really even know where you'd find it other than you looked on... The closest thing you're going to get is going to be like VG charts, but they are notoriously unreliable. I sure as hell don't want to see a Call of Duty movie. I've already seen it like 17,000 times. The Expendables. Uh, let's see. Skylanders. If you go by VG charts, which again is notoriously unreliable, they don't even sell it in Japan. It's zero sales reported. Wow, really? Yeah, so, um, um, it doesn't have the aesthetic that mainstream Japanese culture likes, I don't think. Um, Spire's Adventure Worldwide was 2.79 million. 
and that was on the Wii. You get down to Trap Team, and you're at 0.9 million. So there's been a big drop off on that one, and it's bigger on the. Let's see, Swap Force. They don't have numbers listed for Swap Force for Wii U. Yeah, they do. So it sells a pretty close to the same number. So overall, I'd say it looks like Trap Team was several million, two or three million. Okay, so yeah, this looks is like the numbers better. drop each year. And what about Europe? Uh, Europe, you got to think, uh, they don't sell near the games North America does. 1.13 million on the first game for the Wii. Uh, let's see. Giants for the Wii was 0.81. Swap Force 0.71. So the drop-off for the Wii version is really not that bad until you get the Trap Team. It goes from 0.71 to 0.40. Hmm. Okay. So, but I mean, again, they're expensive. It's an expensive series to play. I mean, you're not, if you just buy the game, maybe two or three figures, it's not bad, but most people want to go to all eight elements and everything else. So they end up with a bunch of figures. Plus the figures are just awesome. So, you know, maybe it'll be something that'll, Maybe it needs. Maybe my five-year projection was a little strong. I don't know. I'd have to see what the numbers for all the systems were, and then again, I'd have to be educated enough about markets to even guess. But as a layman, it looks like maybe the show will help inject a little bit of life into it. But I mean, the stuff seems like it sells pretty well still. It just doesn't sell like it did the first time. So, not even going to try to pronounce this dude's name, but um, there's going to be a, a Witcher film. So there you go. The film will be a introduction to the Witcher world and is planned to be the beginning of a series. Thanos St. John, an experienced Hollywood uh, scriptwriter, author of such television productions as Grimm, Chicago Fire, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, is working on the script as well. And... Um, Mm. World premiere is set for 2017. The production company is Sean Daniel Company, known for the Mummy franchise, which had like one decent film. Mm. Yep. The film will be based on themes from the short stories The Witcher and Lesser Evil from The Last Witch Collection. So I really like the first Mummy movie, though. But I haven't seen it in probably seven or eight years, so who knows how it held up. I loved it when it first came out, though. So. Okay, so Witcher film. Hmm. Vampire, sex, and chopping people up and shooting them with magic. It'd be like an R-rated Aragon movie. Not holding out hope for that to be good. Um... I've never finished a Witcher game. I've played I've played one and two on the computer a little bit, but I just never finished them. They're really good. Just yeah, I mean, I, I cannot finish Witcher two. I keep trying and trying and trying. I just can't do it. What's well, like Xenoblade? The game is one of the best games I've ever played, but I can't freaking 
like sit down and just commit another 40 hours to beating it. <laughs> I've got like 35 in or something. I don't know how many hours I got into The Witcher 2. I will try it. After I finish Fallout 4, I'll go back and finish I've been since March, I think, with Xenoblade. And even when I was bedridden, I just couldn't. I just, I thought about it and I was, yeah, I'll just stay in bed. So when I was I'll, injured. I'll finish Witcher 2 eventually. I'll finish Xenoblade Chronicles, uh, or not Chronicles. Um, what the fuck's the one on Wii called? Is it Xenoblade Chronicles? Yeah. Yeah, I'll finish it. I mean, I'm telling you, dude, it is excellent, but so it can be a little daunting sometimes. It's just, and if you get lost, it's hard to get back on track. That's the problem with Witcher 2. I mean, it's, it's you got to cast spells and do other mindless bullshit. That's, that's yeah. the problem. It's it's it has little tropes that role playing bullshit that you're like, God, if you would just skip this, if you know those sections, there's it's the they do them now in games where it's like if you want to just focus on the story, select this level of difficulty. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. So it's like what uh, fans of that genre would say, you're dumbing it down. No, it's just I don't want to deal with all this other bullshit. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it can be too much. I mean, yeah, like combat in like Xenoblade, because I've played a lot more of it than I have Witcher, but it's a similar problem, is it's so – especially the harder fights, you have to you have to manage – your characters, you have to manage all your timers, your cooldowns. You've got uh, like this ability to where your main character can see into the future a little bit, so he knows there's like a big fatal attack coming to one of his characters. And you've got to switch over to your Monado toolbar and select this like shield that prevents that attack from hitting. You might only have eight to twelve seconds to do that, and <laughs> sometimes it just gets a little bit of a jumbled mess trying to locate where your people's at and get your toolbar selected. And like you even take time not attacking or casting and it seems like the aggro doesn't always stick right. So I don't know if it's just something where I'm screwed up or what, but it's one of those deals where it's so involved that it, after an hour, it can start to be a little bit exhausting. It's not an RPG that I can sit down and pour four straight hours into. I got to do it in like hour, hour and a half chunks. Whereas like the last story, which I don't think is as good of a game overall, I can set and play it for, I can play it for like three hours. You know, it had an interesting combat system too. I really liked it, but Xenoblade is awesome, but it, it's, it's, it'll just beat you up because it, it, the fights can get ridiculous. So yeah. yeah. Which are, it's the same thing. Sometimes it's just nice to take a cruise. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I like to play hard games. I prefer hard games. But I still like to sometimes just kick something on normal difficulty and play through it and not worry about all that stuff. Uh, Tom Holland, Spider-Man stunt training video. It's out there. So um, it, it's nice to see like Spider-Man actually being able to do gymnastics. So, yeah, but it'll probably be shitty wire-foo. Well, most likely. They don't want them. Spider-Man and X-Men have terrible wire-foo. Yeah. But, I mean, he wasn't using the... Um, the wires when he was doing this. So 
That was nice to see. Or was he? Let me go back and take a look. Did you see the story about the Star Wars fan that got to see the movie because he was terminal? No. Uh, they had a big campaign for Daniel Fleetwood. He had lung cancer. He's 32. They had trying to let him see the movie. He got to see it, and then he four days later, he passed away. Hmm. No, Kevin Smith got to see it, but he doesn't have cancer. Yeah. He's just a big douche that wears the same fucking jersey every day. Um, but uh, that's really about it for anything else. Other than the... Um, man. Matthew McConaughey cries during Star Wars trailer. Yeah. Other than uh, Seth Rollins. <laughs> Blew his knee out. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but... My God. This close to WrestleMania, you blow your knee up for nine days. I mean, nine months. Oh, that fake reaction trailer. Yeah. You know, I get sick of the reaction shit because it's never, it's not going to be honest. 99% of the time. It's like, hey, let's film a reaction video of you watching this other video. People's going to blow it out of proportion. Yeah. But let's, uh, I guess that's it. Um, it looks like it's it. That is it. That is it. That is it. It's everything on our list. Yeah. Other than um, a little bit more news on Flair's uh, 30 for 30. Um... Oop, new Star Wars footage arriving Thursday. Oh, that's good. Let's see what we got here. Uh, it took a year and a half for Flair to get the rights for uh, to use for his 30 for 30 special. Apparently, they're going to have a special look this Thursday night, hosting a <coughs> cast of Scandal and Grey's Anatomy and How to Get Away with Murder. So, hmm. so I guess you have to tape it and fast forward through that, correct? Uh, yeah. I'll get it on YouTube before it gets taken down. Yep. Well, that looks interesting. I can't wait to see. Uh, Ken Jennings tweets and sent us a joke about Star Wars fan who just died. What an asshole. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like that's about it. All right. Well. Oh, my God. Hmm. Ken Jennings tweeted, it can't be a good sign that every fan who has seen the new Star Wars movie died shortly thereafter. Hmm. Wow. That's worse than the stuff we say on here normally. It's pretty, pretty rough, man. All right, let's sign off. Too much silence. Okay. All right, we are done. Later.